Hi there folks, I'm Stanley the Siberian. Welcome to Duggar's Bark for your bed and breakfast. Here's your welcome kit for dogs with a travel bowl, poo bags and some treats. And here is our pet-friendly check-in guide. It includes a summary of our pet policy, a map of the poo stations on the property and a QR code to nearby dog parks and other pet-friendly destinations. So what brings you to our pet-friendly city? Ah, uh, yes. Just roving. Thank you. Silly dog. He's Rover, the most famous dog ever. He starred in the 1905 classic movie Rescued by Rover. He is one of the first silent movie film stars ever. Oh my dog. He needs to be a guest on the Duggar podcast. It's a podcast where Duggar talks with some of the most influential dogs in history. Interesting. Being a silent film star, I had never heard Rover speak so humans could hear it, but something magical is going on here. I can even hear my own voice. La la la. Yes, our bed and breakfast, like the Duggar podcast, is wired with advanced AI technology where we take the dog personalities that we love, even dog personalities from the silent film era, and transform them so that the dogs can tell their stories for the humans to hear. Duggar calls this a miracle, but it's honestly just some slightly leading-edge, cloud-hosted tech. Well, well. I am chuffed at the prospect of having a good old chinwag with your lad Duggar. I have a number of things to get off my furry chest, but I need to spend a penny first. Where is your nearest tree? And of course, we will be glad to appear. But it needs to be for the right dosh. As I have explained to others, Duggar is well known for only spending peanuts. So, Barker beware. But more importantly, in terms of spending that penny, there's a map of poo stations on the check-in guide. Enjoy your stay. Welcome to the Duggar Dinners. History is for the Dogs Podcast. Duggar Podcasts are a production of Duggar Dinners, LLC. Welcome to Episode 3, Rover, the first dog of film. Featuring an AI-powered discussion with Blair, the movie dog who starred as Rover, and his dog publicist Rosie. Note that although this podcast features a mix of humans, dogs, and fictional marketing professionals, all voices are generated through the magic of AI software licensed by Duggar Dinners. Now, here's our podcast host, a little Bishan Shih Tzu who swears he isn't dyeing his hair to look just like Snoopy. It's Duggar. Hi there to all of you history buffs, and particularly to the dog lovers in the group. It's me, Duggar. Marcy, Marcy, Marcy. Hey Duggar, I am right here. I can't wait to meet today's podcast guest. Blair, who is better known as Rover, was the very first furry film star. His appearance in an early 20th century silent movie was historic. And the film truly changed the way movies were made. Not only that, but Rover also became one of the most popular dog names ever. You know, even dogs not named Rover get called Rover sometimes. Wow, yeah. I've been called a lot worse. Generally, for a good reason. Right. Hi, everybody. It's me, Duggar. For our new guests, we are using advanced AI technology so that we can speak directly with some of the most important furry friends in history. I like to say, it's a Duggar Dinner's technological miracle. Marcy from Marketing at My Pet Solutions Company, 
Duggar Dinners, is sitting in with me as we continue our series of podcasts or podcasts where we talk with some of the most famous dogs in history. As Duggar knows, but maybe our listeners don't, Duggar Dinners works with hotels, breweries, and restaurants nationwide to provide pet-friendly solutions. It's for dogs that go out or have a night out, like at a pet-friendly hotel. So, as we provide present-day dogs with things like dog treats, chews, and pet bowls, Duggar thought, wouldn't it be interesting to meet, through the magic of AI, some of the most famous dogs in world history? Right! And today we are going to chat with Blair, a really famous British dog who played the title role of Rover in a 1905 film called Rescue by Rover. Rover is our first guest from over the pond. Welcome, Blair! Hello, Duggar and Marcy. Cheerio. Thank you for having us and I have my excellent publicist Rosie alongside. Welcome to the Duggar Podcast. So do you go by Rover or Blair? For this podcast, let's just go with Rover. It's just almost impossible to move merchandise, like t-shirts and dog harnesses, for a dog named Blair. That's why we travel as Rover. We attend red carpet events as Rover. La la la. I just love this AI technology. I've got tons of dog friends named Rover. It's a really popular name. Well, that may bloody well be true, in part, thanks to me. As you referenced, I was in that classic silent movie in 1905, where I rescued a baby, and my character's name was Rover. It is certainly a very common name for many new pups. Rover, tell our listeners what you look like. What's your breed? I am a collie, with a diamond mark on my forehead and distinct white ruff on the left side, and sable on the right. Many of you are of the assumption that I resemble another one of your cinematic heroes, a curtain twitcher named Lassie. A curtain twitcher? Bow wow! What is that? Yes, a curtain twitcher. She is a nosy neighbor, often peering into everyone else's business. Every time the neighbor Jimmy falls into a well, Lassie is the first one to know about it. Probably a pretty good chance Lassie did a tweak bit of pushing for the attention, if you want to know the truth. Sorry, but the whole thing is bloody exhausting. Then Lassie runs and shoots her mouth off, trying to be a hero. I tell you, mate, that dog is one sandwich short of a picnic. There's something rotten in Doggingham. So Rover is not a fan of Lassie. Duly noted. So how did you become famous? My dad, owner and trainer, was Cecil Hepworth, a film producer in the early 1900s. He was well ahead of his time and had a great sense for the movie industry. He decided to make a movie, he cast his entire family in it, and he decided to make me the star. It was the 1905 film called Rescued by Rover. I guess in addition to knowing how to make a great movie, he knew talent when he saw it. So Rover, how was he ahead of his time? Well, the film is known for its advancements in filming techniques, editing, production and storytelling. One historian wrote that it may be the only point in film history when British cinema unquestionably led the world. So what were movies like back in 1905? Did all movies just feature dogs because, well, because it is common knowledge that people like dogs more than they like most other people? Nah, the majority of actors were of the non-furry persuasion and I was an exception. And all silent pictures worked in a similar manner, where the actors played a scene and then captions would flash to provide dialogue or narration. Bow wow! So the film, Rescued by Rover, I have never actually seen it, so... Tell us and our audience just a little bit about it. It was a British short, silent drama film about a dog who leads its master to his kidnapped baby. It was my first feature film and I was considered to be the first dog film star. Remember, films were short back in those days. 
It lasted only six and a half minutes. That's great insight, Rover. So for our listeners, can you explain the plot? I don't think many have caught Rescued by Rover. I mean, for most of our podcast listeners, if it hasn't been on Netflix. Like most other films in the silent era, it's not that complicated. It opens with me sitting at a fireplace with a baby, who was actually mom and dad's daughter. The baby's nanny and I take her for a walk in the pram. The nanny stops to flirt with a soldier and a drunk woman steals the baby. The nanny and I run home to tell the parents, who were played by my mom and dad. I believed that the baby stealer lived in the poor section of town and I had to run across town and swim a river. I check the various houses until voila, I find the baby. I race back home and convince dad to follow me and rescue the child. Oh my dog, that sounds like a familiar plot. Right? Well, it should. You bloody Americans stole it and used that same story in nearly every episode of Lassie. You just replaced the kidnapping part with Jimmy falling down a bloody well. Without Rover, there would be no Lassie. And, of course, there are no residual checks for the real Rover for the thousands of Lassie episodes that stole our idea. Dugger, it's just rubbish. There were eight Lassie movies from MGM, all done in the 40s and 50s, and they grossed $285 million. That's about $3 billion in today's money. And they did deals for Lassie toys, dog food, and other products. A blimey show dog that sold out our concept. Rough! That is rough! So okay, you may have the perception of a pretty common storyline being your idea, I get that, but the film was a trendsetter for many other important reasons. Let's talk about some of the reviews of the movie, then discuss why the movie was so groundbreaking. After a short break. Welcome to the Oh My Dog segment of our podcast, where it's awesome how Duggar always seems to discover something unexpected that none of us knew from his special guests. And at Duggar Dinners, we work diligently with our hotel and Airbnb partners to make sure that there is nothing unexpected for their pet-friendly guests. We offer a welcome kit for dogs, the first solution of its kind in the nation, and provide additional services like pet policies, retail solutions, customized dog menus, pet-friendly directories, and more. Next time you stay at a pet-friendly hotel, ask them why they aren't making their location more pet-friendly by working with Duggar Dinners. We will now return to the Duggar Podcast program. So I want to talk a bit about why the movie was so historic, other than just starring a dog in the title role. But first, let's look at some of the reviews of the movie. Here's an audio clip of one review. Rescued by Rover is an engaging six-minute melodrama in which a baby is kidnapped by gypsies. Not only does the title hero, a campy dog named Rover, somehow manage a brief solo bow tried and to swim a river to save his infant charge, but the cunning canine also brings the near-do-wells to justice. If you can get past the early film tradition of temperance and bourgeois fear of the poor, the plot and pacing of the film is not bad for a film from that era. Sure, the film isn't exactly lassie, but it's pretty good fare for 1905. Um, pretty good fare, okay. Didn't realize we were here to get colonized with a bunch of lassie comparisons. Marcy, any better reviews in that pile? Sounds like a pile of pure audio rubbish. Sure, let's see, where is that non-rubbish pile? Geez. Okay, let's try this one. While I enjoy seeing a well-trained dog in action, in the film Rescued by Rover, there is something enchanting about hero dog Blair's unrehearsed moments. 
He is just so happy to be there, and so happy to be with his family and friends. For example, when the nurse bursts in to tell the mother that the child has been stolen, Blair is sitting on a chair looking at the camera. But as the nurse tells her tale, he decides to help the situation by licking her face. And at the end of the movie, when the child is returned home, Blair is beside himself with joy, throwing himself on the baby and her mother. Perhaps producer Hepworth's best creative decision was simply to let Blair be Blair. Thank you, Marcy. I feel we are becoming friends. We should hit the karaoke place in the lobby after the show. I want to try out my new AI-powered pipes. La la la. Oh, wow. Yeah, sorry, I have to, uh, fill up the poo bags in the poo stations after our session. Yep, gotta do that. Sorry. Okay, anyway. Rescued by Rover really paved the way for a lot of movies afterwards, and not just because of its great plot line and its very smart decision to star a dog rather than a human. It became regarded as a real important film in cinematic history. Rover, can you talk a bit about why that is the case? There were many, many firsts. I was the first animal actor to ever star in a film. Two actors, in addition to my family, played in the film and it is regarded as the first film ever to use paid actors. And of course, as a family member, Rover wasn't one of the ones that got paid. But more importantly, historians said the film was notable in its use of time contractions, which made my journey seem more realistic and take considerably less time than in reality. It was really the first movie to pioneer what became known as the cinematic style. Wow. I did not know any of that. I'm not surprised. That's why Duggar's AI technology is great, so we the dogs can set the record straight. So Mr. Hepworth, my dad, developed a new editing technique called continuity editing that used a number of shots to show one continuous scene taking place, in multiple locations. Before this concept, movies would be very simple. Scene 1, okay, now jump to scene 2, etc. With our landmark film, we had to show me leaving the house, running across the park, swimming a river, just to retrieve the baby bloke. This was accomplished through continuity editing. He used other editing techniques like cross-cutting and ellipses, where you leave out certain elements of the shot and the audience automatically infers that something takes place. His editing techniques really began to differentiate the film genre from its closest competitor, theatre. His methods were truly groundbreaking and were used right away by very well-known film pioneers like D.W. Griffith of the United States. So my family, a British family, really played a major role in setting the course for cinematic advances. And then you bloody American blokes stole many of the production techniques and wrangled those ideas into your own films. Before long, Hollywood emerged. Then talkies were invented. And before long, that Wally, Lassie shows up and becomes famous by using our story construct. Talk about someone who overegged the pudding. Okay, but you became a major movie star. So did you at least have a nice big chunk of cabbage sitting in the bank after the film? Well, I bloody didn't, but my family did quite well. The film cost only $37 to produce, and the Guinness Book of World Records shows it to be the least expensive movie to ever be produced. But it did make mom and dad rich. 400 copies of the film were made, which was astounding back in the 1900s. They had to reshoot the film twice because they wore out the negatives. Wow! Did you do any other acting besides those reshoots? In 1908, I played in another one of mom and dad's movies called The Dog Outwits the Kidnapper. In that one, I drive the stolen baby home in the kidnapper's own car. I was in about a dozen movies altogether. 
So you really made the dog name Rover famous? Was it a well-known dog name before the movie? Yes, a bit. But because of the popularity of the film, it became one of the most recognized names for dogs in the English-speaking world. By 1905, it really was already a pretty popular dog name. Rover means to wander. And as such, it would be a perfect name for a working dog. I don't mean one like Duggar that does a podcast and then naps the rest of the day, but instead, one that hunts or wanders to protect their land. So its appropriateness as a dog's name, particularly back in the 1800s and 1900s, that could be another reason why it became so popular. Right, and some dog names, like Duggar and Rover, are popular simply based on their structure and sound. Blair, not so much. Two syllables seem to work best for dog names. Our parents somehow know that the two-syllable names are the best at getting our attention. Get your attention? You mean, like when I say something like, Oh, hey, I found a treat. Whoa, hey, where? Is it peanut butter? Where is it? Teehee. Duggar, I'm just kidding. No treats. So, back to my research. The earliest dog named Rover I found is in a 1718 list of common names for hunting dogs, along with other names such as Bouncer, Fiddler, Gallant, Lively, Ranger, Ruffler, Soundwell, Trouncer, Traveler, and Wonder. And Duggar! You blighter. Duggar wasn't on that bloody list. I also learned that the dog name Rover first came into limelight in many famous literary works during the 17th century. One of them was William Shakespeare's Winter's Tale, and the other was Vincent de Langres Lombard's book, Verses to My Dog Rover. For dog's sake, we didn't come here to the Paddywhack Studios today to discuss the long history of my client's name. Right, right. But Rosie, it's a history podcast and we want to try to be as accurate as caninely possible. And yes, the Rescued by Rover story was certainly the first screenplay of its kind. But not necessarily the first rescue dog story. The story of Lassie, in fact, dates back to as early as 1859. There was a short story written by Elizabeth Gaskell where Lassie, described as a female collie with intelligent, apprehensive eyes, rescues two half-brothers lost and dying in the snow. And then, of course, Eric Knight, an English author, and his short story Lassie Come Home that was published in the Saturday Evening Post in 1938 and later became a best-selling novel. Well, well. You cheeky monkeys really have done some great research. But, we are very proud of the legacy that my British family and I created through our short film. While we may have a bit of a barney over the history of the name Rover, there's no mistaking that my dad made me the first animal to capture a film-goer's attention, laying the groundwork for many, many to follow. Right, right. Like Alf. I love Alf. Not sure I would like to take it quite that far. Laying the groundwork for Alf, really? Not my fault. I believe that Alf's acting chops have been underrated. But maybe that's just one dog's opinion. Okay. So let's wrap up our discussion. Rover, your acting career made you really famous and your name even more famous, I am sure. But we always like to end our podcasts with a simple question. Okay, Rover, who rescued who? Would you say that the Hepworth family gave you a great life? Or, on the other hand, you were the one that really rescued them, giving them the idea to feature a dog in film for the first time ever? I do believe that I rescued them. In fact, when I died the family released a statement. It read, The Hepworth Manufacturing Company has just suffered quite a severe loss in the death of their famous old dog Rover. This faithful animal had been Mr. 
Hepworth's constant companion even before the Hepworth Company had been founded, and was the general pet of the studio at Walton on Thames. He was the first animal to play an independent part in a cinematographic film and was the hero of many pictures. Many others beside the Hepworth Company will deplore the death of this old favorite. Well, thank you, Blair Slash Rover, for coming today and telling us all about your role in such a groundbreaking film. Now our podcast audience has a better understanding of that movie's role in cinematic history, and just as importantly, how Rover got to be such a common name for dogs. Thank you, old chap, for allowing me to tell my story. I'm knackered. But let's stay in touch. Feel free to call me on my mobile. Well, we don't allow any kind of drinking during our podcast. So you must have been knackered when you arrived? Mate, in Great Britain, to be knackered means to be tired. Good day, chaps. Oh, I am usually knackered too. That is why I so enjoy napping. Thanks to our furry guests Rover and Rosie. Wow, Rover. Truly a legend of the silver screen. Thank you for tuning in to meet Duggar and learn about some of his famous furry friends. The Duggar Podcast is a production of Duggar Dinners, LLC. The series was created by Ken Barlow, produced by Colin Larson, and inspired by Duggar, a real Bichon Frise Shih Tzu mix that lives in Indianapolis with Ken. Episodes were written by Kevin Barlow and edited by Ken Barlow and Colin Larson. Original music created and performed by Colin Larson. Visit our website at www.duggardinners.com so you can learn more about our pet-friendly solutions. Be sure to recommend Duggar Dinners to your favorite pet-friendly destination. Now back to thinking about pet-friendly solutions and napping. <laughs>